Private Lender Podcast, Episode 115. The Private Lender Podcast quote of the day comes to us from Jonathan Swift, who said, A wise person should have money in their head, but not in their heart. This is the Private Lender Podcast, the show that shares practical advice and know-how for new and seasoned lenders, from private mortgages on single-family houses to joint ventures on commercial projects and beyond. Discover details about investment vehicles that you won't find at your local bank or online broker. Listen and learn from private lenders and real estate investors, as well as from professionals and entrepreneurs, as they share the details, strategies, and the insight that allows for successful and prosperous lending. Now, get ready to increase your ROI. Here's your host, Keith Baker. Hello, Private Lender Nation, and welcome to episode 115 of the Private Lender Podcast. I'm your host, Keith Baker, and I'd like to thank you for sharing your time and your ears with me today. If you're looking for practical tips and advice on private lending and how to build and maintain wealth outside of banks or Wall Street, then you are in the right place. And if you want to put the power of a bank in your retirement account, you should probably pull up a chair. But if you want to learn from my boneheaded mistakes so that you can avoid them, well, then pour yourself a, a stiff whiskey drink, my friend, because this podcast is just for you. Before we get to the uh, the housekeeping, I just want to take a moment and say, uh, you know, thank you for sticking with me through 115 episodes. Um, they all haven't been pretty. Uh, let's let's face it, but I'm still kicking them out. Maybe only twice a month right now, but uh, they're still coming out, and there's still more to come. Um, so I'm gonna my nasally voice will continue to drain on in your headphones, uh, hopefully uh, for some time to come. So the housekeeping, real quick, Facebook uh, Private Lender Podcast Facebook page. Just search it. Uh, you do have to be a lender. There's a few questions. Uh, answer them. Uh, I'll get a notice, and it may take me a, a few days. But I, uh, if you if you answer the uh, questions, even seemingly honestly, I will I will let you in. But if you don't answer the questions, you will not uh, be allowed in. So I just want to try to keep the riffraff out and and not have a whole bunch of people saying, "What are your rates? Well, how much? What are you? What are, what are your points?" So. Uh, I wanted to keep it just for private lenders so that we can we can talk, talk amongst ourselves. <laughs> so uh, remember, a Facebook group, Private Lender Podcast Facebook group. And then the easy button, that is go to privatelenderpodcast.com forward slash ink, I-N-K. Uh, click the button, give, uh, oh, I just dropped my chair. That's funny. Uh, fortunately, you can't see that on, on YouTube, but I um, I just dropped about six inches in my chair. So anyhow, <laughs> what was I saying? Oh, yeah. PrivateLenderPodcast.com forward slash Inc. Bottom line, click the button. Give us a little bit of your information. Paul will reach out to you, set up a time to talk and see if uh, if lending to him and his criteria at uh, Blink Lending is a good fit. So in a nutshell, you lend to the hard money lenders, the people who do this every day, day in and day out. They vet the deals. Uh, you put your money to work uh, behind theirs, and uh, it's it's fairly passive. So anyhow. I'm not getting any money for this right now. I'm not charging Paul. I'm just I'm just seeing how this goes. We're getting some some traction and um, some interest. So, hey, uh, yeah, it's it's the easy button to begin your private lending uh, career or career or endeavors, I should say. But uh, anyhow, let's move on to the brass tacks of today's show. Uh, I don't even really have a title except um, you know it's this is really the subject matter is taking the pulse on your local market or the markets that, that you're lending in. Um, I mean, let's face it. This is uh, coming down. Uh, this should be released into November 2020. It's been a, a crazy, I mean, just nutty year. You know, uh, I, I personally know people who were optionally unemployed for a while, which kind of boggled my mind that they were okay with it. Uh, maybe that's how they dealt with 
you know, the, the pandemic and everything. But uh, that was one thing I couldn't get my head wrapped around. Uh, what have we seen? We've seen eviction moratoriums, foreclosure moratoriums, new spike in COVID cases here recent, recently. And yet somehow Wall Street appears to be just thriving while pretty much everyone agrees that Main Street is drying up and dying. So it, it's just weird. I mean, REITs have took it on the chin uh, pretty hard early on in this pandemic, but they, they still haven't returned back to their pre-COVID prices. You know, and, and looking in the um, the Wall Street Journal uh, a few weeks ago, a few days ago, weeks ago, so I don't know the date, but nationwide housing uh, sales are up fourteen percent. You know, across across the board. So this um, this got me thinking. Okay, it's time to I need to take a, a check and put it on the pulse on the Houston market here, and, and see what's going on. And I uh, I'm going to do a little prognosticating. Uh, for example, I, I don't know when things are going to happen, but they're going to happen, right? So my personal lending, I'm not doing a whole lot of single family right now. I, I'm doing more of uh, limited partnerships uh, with uh, commercial and um, got into uh, single, I'm sorry, single family, multifamily finally. So, But those were kind of uh, unicorn deals. Uh, those weren't your, your standard garden variety types of things. But on the single family front, I am... So I'm hoarding a little cash right now. I, I I don't mind losing out on on some interest or some points right now in order to have the flexibility and the freedom to move and pounce when I think the time is right. So I'm doing shorter term for sure on the uh, on the uh, private lending. If I am doing any any single family, it won't be I won't be doing a three year uh, you know wraps or anything like that. It's it's going to be uh, bridge money, flip money, so to speak. You know purchase rehab and move on so that's where i'm coming from in, in terms of you know why i'm looking into this and what i'm doing in my own in my own market so there's uh and there's, there's a couple of places i like to look and that's uh, when i'm trying to check out the market and that's the the local mls and here that's h-a-r houston area realtors.com h-a-r.com and they, they put out monthly press releases and uh, they, they show sort of month-over-month month statistics, and sometimes year-over-year uh, year as well. And, I mean, they don't get too crazy deep. Uh, you can get into, I understand, the, um, at old RIA meetings there, uh, and I've had them on the, both of them on the show, uh, both Ray Sasser and, and Stephen Kaufman would do their, they would pour through the MLS data and and, and tell you like the, the, the five hottest zip codes for privately funded transactions or non-commercial paper transactions distressed sales all that kind of stuff they would they would put all that together so i know i know it's there i just i myself haven't gone to the depth of digging it all out like like they did maybe i should send them an email and, and find out but it i know it, i know it uh ray said one time you know not even in jest that it took a long time to to sort through the data and prepare the report but anyhow what, these press releases that you get from your local mls they have total sales, average of the uh, average sales price for single family, the median, the number of listings, how many p- sales are pending, and how many months of inventory you know, is sitting out in the market. And I just thought for for giggles that I would look at the right before you know the last time when things got really bad at the gr- the Great Recession with the the mortgage bust, uh, the mortgage you know the, the this the whole thing the Great Recession was started by piss poor mortgage lending standards and then even poorer um, commoditization and, and reinsurance on those credit default swaps and whatnot. Not, but anyway, 
it all started it. So I'm not saying that we're going to see that again, right? I'm just going back to the last benchmark in in the Houston area that I have easy access to on on the computer. So in September of 2007, I'm sorry, from September 7th, uh, 2007 to September of 2008, the total number of property sales fell 29.5%, almost a third at the beginning, right? Total dollar volume dropped 28%. Interestingly enough, the average sales price went up 4%, and the median sales price went up 5 uh, But total active listings had dropped, and total pending sales uh, dropped th- 38%, which uh, is, is kind of funny because I, I, I look at what we have now, and comparing October of 19 to October of 20, I know it's not September, but it's close enough. You know, total property sales in the Houston area are up 31.5%. Total dollar volume is up 46%. Total active listings are down 25.9%. Single family home sales up 30. Average sales price is up 12%. Median up 11. Uh, single man, single family months of inventory. 2.4 months are 1.4. So in October of 19, we had 3.8 months of inventory. Now it's 2.4 months of inventory. And the single family pending sales is 38.6%. Now I'm not saying that we're having a bubble or anything like that. I'm not trying to make any correlation necessarily, just other than it's interesting to look at, at, the, at these numbers because there are um, lies, damn lies, and statistics, right? So, but... This is one way I like to look at at the Houston market. The Houston market is, is booming and going, even though we've had uh, the shutdowns. There are you know restaurants closing, et cetera, et cetera. But overall, people are you know it's urban flight. We're seeing some of that, not a whole lot, but we're seeing some of that. Not like New York, but you know. Anyway, the point being, I, I don't think this pandemic market will sustain itself. That's that's, that's my the gut my, my gut feeling. It's the bet that I'm I'm gambling on. At some point, it's going to end, and with the talk of a vaccine, and now, well, if there's a vaccine, maybe the stimulus doesn't need to, the next round of stimulus doesn't need to be as much. You know, the, things can get really, really nutty here. So I think we are, you know, it's unprecedented times, but we have to, I think, not look back, but look to the past to see some signposts, right? To see how, you know, in 2005, 2004, 2006, you know, property sales were, everybody was, was winning, right? You just speculate and make money. It was great. I'm not saying that's the same thing that's happening now, but look at the numbers. I mean, these are not normal market, cyclical market drivers here. The pandemic is certainly not that. The stimulus is certainly not a normal market driver. So I personally think that we're, we're seeing some, some not a bubble, but we're, we're, we're seeing some froth before um, a correction, right? And I'm not saying like a the great recession's coming again, you know, um, just your normal garden variety correction, bear market is all I'm really looking for now. Of course, if it's worse than that, then that's better for investors, right? That's, that's where we can really swoop in and make some money. But I'm not I'm not betting my farm on a huge huge correction or recession. Just a, you know, it's got to be a correction. That's all there is. Um, that's that's my prognostication for what we're coming to see. Um, the other interesting thing I found. And and this is um, October of 2020 data that houses from one to one hundred and fifty thousand dollars are the sales have dropped 
uh, from one from one to ninety nine thousand or one to one hundred, it, it dropped twenty three percent, and from one hundred to one hundred and fifty, it dropped twenty two percent. The one hundred and fifty to two hundred and fifty range, and that would be your, I would say, that's your average house here in the in the Houston area, greater Houston area, is the one hundred and fifty to two hundred and fifty range. It increased uh, by eighteen percent. The quarter million to half a million increased forty six point seven percent. From five hundred to seven hundred fifty thousand increased fifty eight percent, and houses that cost more than seven hundred fifty thousand dollars those are some very nice houses in the Houston area seven fifty and above increased by eighty one point five percent I think that this I think this gives you a little more reason or insight into why I, I I made my earlier prognostication and whatnot this is just crazy it's not certainly not it's never been sustainable for long periods of time so but I think you know the the lower you know the bread and butter houses. What I that's what the, the one to one fifty, sort of that flip and or rental price. Uh, really, yeah. I, am I surprised that it's down? No, I just think it's odd that it's you know it's down almost a quarter, and you know everything else is just boom, boom, boom. Anyhow, that's um, that's what I take from my local MLS here. Another great source that is. Statewide is at Texas A&M. There's a real estate center. And they have a weekly or monthly newsletter where they talk about projects and funding and you know what's going on, who's building where, uh, who's taking, you know, who's buying what project and re- converting it to something else. But you can get a, you can glean a lot of uh, interesting data on you know the major metroplexes in, in Texas. And I, I I only assume that in whatever state you're dwelling in or lending in, that there's probably a university doing something very similar or some type of nonprofit or an organization out there that's tracking these things and is oftentimes a great source of uh, information, sort of like a you know, chamber of commerce type of thing. But um, at least with the one here in Texas, we don't have to join anything. You just give them your email address and and then they create your TikTok account for you. No, I'm kidding. Um, that was a bad joke. Anyhow, but that that is one uh, – <laughs> That is that is an, another source that that I've used to try to keep uh, you know try to keep fingers on the pulse of of the market. And the last thing I want to sort of bring up is you know Freddie and uh, Franny and Fanny and Freddie Mac began tracking interest rates back in 1971, and we're sitting at historically low interest rates. Right, that's why that's why housing prices are going up because it's, it's so cheap. Money's cheap now, right? Even hard money lenders are bringing their their uh, rates down because they had they want to compete, and as private lenders, we don't necessarily have to do that, right? We don't have to compete, so don't sit there and have you know, no money you know, out being loaned out. But at the same time, you know you don't need to take uh, less than your terms, right? Until the market suggests otherwise. But there's always off market deals, and the beautiful thing about being a private lender instead of a hard money lender is you don't have to you don't have to go lend every day. Right. That's that's one thing I like about it uh, as, you know, God bless people uh, like Steve and and, 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 and Paul and, and those guys. It, it, that's what they do. They like lending money. But uh, I like lending as a hobby or an investment more. Anyway, that's just my little you know, my two cents. But so we got interest rates historically low. We don't know if there's another stimulus plan. Are we going to get locked down again? My colleagues in the UK are already locked down in, in November of 2020. And this bull market is long in the tooth. Uh, Dow 30,000. Wow. Uh, no, you know, we did, we did have a little 10% correction about a year or two ago, but that is a long, long run. So 
I think it's wise if uh, everybody uh, be ready for it. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. It might not be in 2021, but you know, at some point the tides will turn and there will be other opportunities again, uh, especially in this, uh, this crazy place we call planet earth. So, as you guys know, I don't charge money for the show, but there is a cost, and I would be extremely grateful if you would help drive awareness uh, to the show, the podcast here, to get word out by leaving me an honest rating and review over at iTunes, Google Podcast, or whatever platform you're using to to hear my voice. Uh, it doesn't take that long, and it's uh, it, I do think it's a, it's, a, it's a small price to pay. Yes, it's a hassle, but iTunes has made it easier. So, and like I said, I, I would love a five star review, but I, I I truly only ask ask for an honest honest rating and review. Uh, if you're looking to create your stable of private lenders or know people who have money but don't realize the power that private lending can provide, then please let them know. Send them a text, an email, a DM, introduce them to this podcast, or send an email to them and copy me at uh, Keith at PrivateLenderPodcast.com. I would uh, greatly, greatly appreciate it. And so that's going to wrap it up for episode 115. Just a few thoughts. Please remember to go to the Facebook group, Private Lender Podcast Facebook group, and also The easy button to private lending is over at privatelenderpodcast.com forward slash ink. That's I-N-K, ink. So as I sign off, I'd like to say besides self-awareness, I wish you safe and prosperous private lending. I'll catch you on the next episode. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Private Lender Podcast with your host, Keith Baker. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit privatelenderpodcast.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review, and we'll catch you next time.